0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Friday, July 2nd, 2021. Imagine that tonight as you sleep, you have a vision in which God gives you a message and tells you to share this message with the world. Do you think you would do it? Do you think you would take that call seriously to share the message that God has given you, a message that you didn't come up with, a message that is from God? Would you feel that responsibility to share that with the world? I think you would. And while I don't think that you're going to have a vision tonight where God gives you some message to share with the world. What I know is that he has already given you a message that he wants you to share with the world. And so we're going to look at this message today and look at a couple places where we're clearly shown this message that we have the mission to share. It's not a message we came up with. It's not something that man invented. It is a message from God. And it's our responsibility to share it. We're going to start by looking at two figures that are unique. We, we can't say that we are exactly like the Apostle Paul or John the Baptist, even in his unique role as the forerunner of the Messiah. But one similarity that we do have with them is that God has called all believers to be his witnesses and to share the message, the good news of the gospel. And we know that is a message that is not from man, it is a message from God. And that really is the point of what we see here at the end of Galatians chapter 1. Today we look at Galatians 1, 11 through 24. And so he starts off by saying, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. And then he goes on to kind of recount the chronology even of his salvation and his interaction uh, with the apostles. And he's just trying to say, hey, it's not like something happened and then all of a sudden the apostles gave me this message or some other men gave me this message. No, God gave me this message. Message, and so you see that that um, is kind of the main point that he is trying to make here. And and even as you consider what we read yesterday, where he talks about, "Hey, anybody that's preaching a different gospel to you, uh, they should be accursed." He's saying, "Hey, I'm preaching the same gospel as the other apostles, and I didn't get it from them. I got it from God." He's trying to say that this gospel that he is preaching is not his message; it is a message. From God. And I also love the humility that you see in this passage as well, where Paul says, And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the gentiles I did not immediately consult with anyone nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me but I went away into into Arabia and returned again to Damascus and so there you you see again he's saying hey I didn't consult with anyone right away I went away and God that this message I have is something that God revealed to me but also we see his humility and just his appreciation for the grace of God, that he knew God had set him apart. God called him by his grace. And now his mission was to preach this gospel among the Gentiles. Now you are not the apostle Paul. You were not on the Damascus road, um, but the similarities are you have been set apart. God has called you by his grace. If you are a Christian and he has given you a mission to share the good news of the gospel. And even as you do, although you're not one of the inspired writers of scripture, you have the word of God. You can even hold it in your hands. Today, we are so blessed to have the word of God. And you can share that with authority, knowing that this is not just your opinion. Uh, This is not just some feeling that you have. This is a message from God. And it's our job to share it. And it's our joy to share it. And we see some more about that as we look at Luke chapter 3, verses 10 through 22. And again, this is a unique figure. John the Baptist, he's the forerunner of the Messiah, of Jesus Christ. And we see more of his ministry today. And that the crowds are coming to him and asking him what to do. And he's kind of describing what repentance would look like for them. That they should turn from their sin. That whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none. And whoever has food is to do likewise. And he gives counsel to tax collectors and to uh, soldiers as to what they should do. And people come to him and some even start to think, wait, is this guy, is he the Messiah? Is he the Christ? And John answered them, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Right, And so there you see him giving this message and he makes it clear, hey, this message is not about me. It's about one who is mightier than I, who is coming. And I love, again, humility shown here, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. And uh, we see him even unafraid to call out the sin of the ruler of the day. But Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by John for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, he locked John up into prison. So as we think about the example of the Apostle Paul, and we think about the example of John the Baptist, we see both of them considered themselves to be humble messengers giving a message that they had received from God. And while there will be differences... Uh, in how that feels for us, now that we have the completed scripture, we should still consider ourselves largely humble messengers who have the word of God and a mission to share it with the world around us. So I want to ask you today, do you have that sense, that compulsion, right? Even that responsibility that God has given you a message and told you to share it. And, and do you also have somewhat that, that confidence as well, that what you're sharing is not just your words. It's not just your opinions. It is the truth of God that we see so clearly in his word, truth that everyone needs to hear. And as you share it, do you have that humility? Do you have that humility that this message isn't about you and whatever ministry God gives you is not about you. It's about him. We're not even worthy to untie his sandals. So as we think about the message we have from God that we are called to share, I hope we have that responsibility, uh, that confidence, and that humility that we see in both the Apostle Paul and John the Baptist. Now let's go back to the Old Testament where we're going to see somewhat the passages kind of work together today. Let's start in Psalm 78, where today we'll look at verses 41 through 55. Psalm 78:41 through 55. And it just starts off again with some discouraging words. They tested God again and again and provoked the holy one of Israel. They did not remember his power or the day when he had redeemed them from the foe when he had performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the fields of Zoan. And it goes on to describe the the incredible things that God had done in leading them out of Egypt, in driving out the nations before them, but they had forgotten all of these things. And so we talk about that as we read this psalm. It's important for us. We talk about this often, especially in the Old Testament, the concern that God has that we will forget and how we personally need to make sure that we're not forgetting, God and what he has done, and we need to see that when we do forget, and when we give in to anger and frustration or even anxiety and fail to trust God, that is testing God and it provokes God. But what I want us to see is how this ultimately plays out as we go now to 2 Kings 17 and 18. Uh, 2 Kings 17 and 18. And in chapter 17, it tells us basically of the end of the Northern kingdom and how, uh, remember we've, the kingdom was divided. So you have the Northern kingdom of Israel and the Southern kingdom of Judah. And now it's done. So for the Northern kingdom, uh, they are taken into exile. And it says in verse seven of chapter 17, and this occurred because the people of Israel had sinned against the Lord, their God, who had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and had feared other gods and walked in the customs of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel and in the customs that the kings of Israel had practiced. And so there we see a lot of similarities to Psalm 78, where it talks about they provoked God because they forgot what he had done in Egypt and in driving out the nations before them. And we see it's that same idea, that same sin that leads to the exile of the nation of Israel, the Northern kingdom. And even though it talks about God sending them prophets, they did not listen. They despised the word of God, and now they have faced the judgment of God. And then you see some interesting stories, um, of Assyria resettling Samaria and even the story of these lions who killed some of them. But we see even in the end, while they try to learn something about God and worshiping God, they still hold on to their idols. And so even Samaria becomes a place that's kind of filled with people that are mixed, trying to serve Yahweh, but also with foreign gods. And you can start to see the very beginnings of uh, the seeds that are sown where in the time of Christ, it's clear that the people of Israel, the Jews, do not get along so well with The Samaritans. And, uh, you know, this is probably just the beginning of all of that. Chapter 18 really shifts. Now the northern kingdom is gone, so everything else is going to focus on the southern kingdom. And we see about a, a good king, King Hezekiah. And we see it's good to connect these that the Assyrians have come and wiped out the northern kingdom, and now they're coming and threatening the southern kingdom. And we see kind of some of the most infamous trash talk in scripture in the reading today as this leader in the military, this person referred to as the Rab Shaka, kind of stands up and talks a bunch of trash against uh, the people of Israel and really threatens them and says, don't let Hezekiah fool you saying we should trust in God. And we kind of are left in the middle of the story, and we'll pick it up again tomorrow. But what I want us to see is even how we should feel some of that today, that the world likes to talk a big game. The world likes to say a lot of disparaging things about God and about the Bible. But as we're going to see, it's really all empty talk, because guess what? God is God. He is in control. And so we don't need to fear even when the world tries to intimidate the followers of Jesus Christ because he is in control. And that should just be another thing that brings us back to, you know what, no matter what the world says, I have got a message from God to share. And I'm going to feel that responsibility and that confidence and that humility And I want to let other people know the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, a message that didn't come through any man, a message that came from God, and a message that we need to share with the world. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.